Hi, and welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip, Executive Vice President at Hadar, and I'm so excited to be your host. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah from Hadar Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Aviva Richmond. Let's listen. Hi, this is Aviva Richmond from Hadar to share some thoughts on Parshat Vayeshev. Sexual Ethics, Part 2. Integrity. In Parshat Vayeshev, Yosef repeatedly resists the advances of Potiphar's wife. Midrash places a lot of weight on his sexual restraint, finding in it a powerful quality that had redemptive effects on the people of Israel generations later in Egypt, as they too maintained sexual boundaries. In the wake of modern and contemporary sexual revolutions, there has been pushback on a sexual ethics based on boundaries and purity, in favor of a sexual ethics that focuses primarily on consent. Consent is critical, but sometimes too narrow a lens to understand the significance of sexuality in our lives. Upon closer look at Yosef's encounter with Potiphar's wife, we find an approach to sexual ethics that intersects with fundamental questions of identity and purpose. Who am I, and what are the relationships that inform who I am? What are my commitments, and what do my sexual decisions look like in response to those commitments? In a discussion of what caused Israel to be redeemed from Egypt, the Midrash Vayikra Rabbah points to Sarah and Yosef, who guarded themselves from any sexual impropriety. Rav Huna, in the name of Rabbi Chia Bar Abba, said, Sarah went down to Egypt and guarded herself from sexual impropriety. The people of Israel gained great merit because Sarah and Yosef actively guarded their sexuality when they were under attack by Pharaoh and Potiphar's wife, respectively. We learn of Sarah's proactive stance in a Midrashic tradition that has her speak up to Pharaoh, explicitly telling him that she was married so that he would not touch her. Sarah's conviction is quite remarkable as she defies Avraham's instruction, quote, say you are my sister, so that he wouldn't be killed. What stands behind Sarah's integrity in speaking up to Pharaoh according to this midrash? As we discussed in Parshat Lech Lecha, Sarah could have totally despaired when she was in Pharaoh's house. She might have reasonably thought that Avraham would go on in his journey for divine blessing while she was out of the story forever. But she refuses to follow that line of thinking. She speaks up to Pharaoh saying that she is married and she speaks up to God with a poignant prayer. Maintaining her sexual integrity in this moment is intertwined with maintaining her sense of connection to her own story and the unfolding story of divine promise she so strongly wants to be part of. Her choices around her sexuality are deeply embedded in her unwavering belief that her life and relationships matter with other people and with God. This strong sense of integrity plants a redemptive seed that goes on to inform the sexual ethics of the people of Israel in Egypt years and generations later. Similarly, Midrash suggests that Yosef's sexual ethics is tied to his broader sense of self, family, and purpose. Yosef's approach to sexuality goes through a journey in this parsha, through the lens of Midrash, characterized by different ways he is described as a shepherd, ro'eh. In the beginning of the parsha, Yosef's relationship to his physical attractiveness creates divisiveness between himself and his brothers. Some Midrashim describe him as spending a lot of time grooming himself, and he is certainly attached to his magnificent cloak. He also reports to his father on his brother's transgressions of sexual norms, according to one Midrash. In this divisive phase, he is described as Ro'eh et Echav, a shepherd of his brothers. When he faces Potiphar's wife, Midrash, 
stresses that internally he didn't possess the sexual integrity to resist her advances. The only reason he didn't submit was because an image of his father appeared to him, as it says in Tractate Sota. At that time, an image of his father appeared in the window. He said to him, Yosef, in the future your brothers will be written on the stones of the aphod, the apron of the high priest, and you will be among them. Do you want your name to be erased from them? And you will be called, quote, a companion of harlots, Roed Zonot? What prevented Yosef from giving in to Potiphar's wife was an image of his father that appeared to him in the window, according to this tradition. At face value, this is about being put into line by a scary parent who warns him he is at risk of being Roed Zonot, a companion to harlots, based on a verse in Proverbs. But think about the significance of seeing his father's face in the broader context of the story. Not only does Yosef think he was sold by his brothers, or worse, that they wanted to kill him, but he also has no reason not to think that his father was in on the plot. After all, it was his father who sent him looking for his brothers in the first place. He has no reason to think he is part of this family anymore. Seeing his father's face, Yosef is startled back into his sense of relationship with his family. And this is what stops him from engaging with Potiphar's wife. Yaakov tells Yosef that he will be listed among the rest of his brothers on the breastplate of the high priest's garb. The proof text from Proverbs suggests that the motivation here is entirely about material honor, hon. But there is something more fundamental than the allure of precious stones. Yaakov is reassuring Yosef that he has a place in the family and its ark. News that must come as a total shock to Yosef. We see from this Midrash that had Yosef submitted to Potiphar's wife, it would have been an expression of alienation from his story and identity. Unmoored from his family and sense of place in a larger arc and set of commitments, he was on the verge of approaching sexuality as an expression of apathy and dissociation. Instead, he regains his connection to his family and their ultimate purpose as progenitors of a people in relationship with God, symbolized by the stones on the breastplate. This vision is what stands behind his expression of sexual integrity, giving him the strength to resist Potiphar's wife. For Yosef, this is also a moment of transition into leadership, conjuring the scene where he is stripped of his coat by his brothers. He leaves behind his own garment in Potiphar's wife's hand when he sees his father and hears his message. He abandons his cloak and the self-centeredness and divisiveness it represents. He understands that his true inheritance is a garment that interweaves all of the brothers into one the breastplate with their names. This clarity of self, belonging, and purpose undergirds the strength of conviction he is able to muster in this challenging moment. He can now be described as Ro'e Yisrael, a shepherd of Israel, based on Psalms. We have seen multiple stories of a sexual encounter that reflect the potential for dissociation from oneself and dignity. Sarah and Pharaoh, Dina and Shem, Yosef and Potiphar's wife, the theological underpinnings of a sexual ethics in these narratives is more complex than a concern just with boundaries and purity. Within the context of these figures' broader narratives, we see that sexual expression is tied to a broader sense of ourselves and our commitments. These narratives challenge us to practice a sexual ethics, rooted in integrity and conviction about who we are and our commitments to living with dignity and purpose in our relationship with God and others. Shabbat Shalom. Yadadidadinai, 